Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sanspants Radio, Australia's most cowardly podcast network. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched The Curse of Frankenstein. The Curse of Frankenstein is a 1957 British horror film by Hammer Film Productions, loosely based on the novel Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. It features Baron Victor Frankenstein in prison for murder and trying to evade the guillotine, who tells a priest how he and his mentor, Paul Kremp, had performed many scientific experiments, eventually leading to the resurrection of a dead body made from a patchwork of human parts. Uh, okay, just straight off the bat, this movie's cooked. (laughs) It's a piece of work. It's not a great piece of work. It's not a great... It was so... I was saying this to you guys earlier, but when we were watching it, I don't know if we were a bit... just a bit tired or what have you. I kind of just left with nothing. I didn't... Like other horror... Hammer horrors... I'm just left joyed that this thing got made, this weird thing. It wasn't as fun as Dracula. It wasn't. Oh, no, uh, Dracula. Or Dr. Terror. Uh, Dr. Terror was next well, level. They felt more like movies. This was – we've talked about this when we watch Hammer. Mm. Sometimes it's so obvious when it's just – this should just be theatre. Stage play, yeah, 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 yeah. totally. And it's this just, just should be something. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah. If you like dialogue where they tell you everything they're seeing <laughs> – yeah. This is for you. This is the movie for you. Exactly. Like right. Only one actor acting, and that actor is Peter Cushing. You want a this gush? is the movie oh, yeah. for you. You want a gush for Cush? This yeah. is for you. And, and for have, us, really. We have three boys who love gushing for Cushion, and yet even still, we're yeah, a bit yeah, ho hum about it. This stretched to the. Yeah. He, he was good. Oh, always. As he always is. But there was less sexual tension between him and everybody else. Yes. Oh, it's still, it's still bristled. It was. It look, was yeah, but yeah. I believe that he wanted to fuck his friend Paul more than the woman that he was going to marry. But yes. I think you might find that that is a, a recurring, recurring theme. theme. <laughs> That's a cush thing in all his filmography, perhaps. <laughs> Every, it's usually just everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, there are some just insanely weird moments in this movie, like mm. blind man fighting, being murdered by Frankenstein yes. on camera. Yeah. Strange. Very strange. Frankenstein's monster. Well, look, just, okay. I know that the monster is not called Frankenstein. You know what? Yeah, we know, Tom. You've, yeah. Everyone fucking knows what I'm yeah. talking about when I'm like, yeah. Frankenstein does this. You know, you're not thinking of, oh, he's talking about the doctor. Because if I'm talking about the doctor, I'm going to say Cush. Say <laughs> the Cush. The Cush yeah. is the doctor. Well, no. And Christopher the Barry is the monster. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The film, when you, I loved that line. It is loosely based on the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Victor von Frankenstein is a baron. 
Um, his teacher teaches him how to reanimate corpses like a dog in jelly. Um, and his teacher, Benjamin Button. Is a Benjamin Button. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His teacher is like 30 years older than him as a child. And then he's Cushing and this guy's still 40. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I love the story, Cardi. I'm going to get you to tell this. I'll just in a minute, but I'll just set it up. Where So Carney often uh, gets these films for us in one way or another and you often just check to make sure they're looking good and you just clicked through into one part of the movie oh, and can you remember what the line was that it came was, out? How's your father? My father's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Which just sums up the whole Hammer experience. Oh. <laughs> My father's dead. You're like, yep, all right, got the right film. Off we go. <laughs> to be fair, the the execution of having like um, the I love the story framing idea of having him in prison. Yeah, but whose murder was he charged with? It was the maids. Oh, just quickly because we've watched a fair bit of Kush lately. Is he having an affair with the maid in this one? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, they very are much very. So. Yeah. so this is the thing, right? Frankenstein is this like weird genius who. Is thrilled to be marrying his. So why is he happy to marry the cousin? I have no idea. Because he hates her as a child, yeah. and there is nothing that makes their like friendship. And when she arrives there, he's like, "I'm gonna keep fucking the maid." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's weird because when you meet him when he's younger, and you see him meet his cousin, and you go, "No, there's no chemistry there whatsoever." Yeah, couldn't but give a shit. <laughs> tremendous amounts with. Um, as soon as Paul Kemp walks through the Paul door, Kemp, yeah. Paul yeah. Kemp's like, "Hey, I'll teach you how to reanimate the dead," and he's like, yeah. "Can you reanimate my dick?" <laughs> <laughs> you just did, son. Uh, yeah, but no, he doesn't give a fuck about the cousin. And then the we get that scene. This, like I read, went back and reread the synopsis in preparation for this episode. And I'm like, this movie was even weirder than I remember because <laughs> there's this the scene where he's like flirting with the maid in the corner, and she's basically like, "Hold on, are you going to marry your cousin?" And then he just does a 180. He basically reveals that he was just playing with her the whole time. Yeah, he's, he's a big the, piece of shit. He's a big old it's piece of shit. It's the most unlikable Kush has ever been. For yeah, that's oh, true. No doubt. And he slaps zero people. Yeah. Oh, I was expecting a slap. Oh, Just the one slap. That's all yeah. we need. I thought it was going to happen too. I thought the maid was going to cop one. Absolutely yeah. I did, yeah. But also she's an idiot. Yeah. So, hang on, so he's charged with murdering her. Yeah. So how so, though? So if you remember, so <laughs> it's the dumbest <laughs> fucking thing. So she confronts him and says... You said you're going to marry me, and he's like, "Oh, you stupid woman!" As if I'd ever marry you. I'm going to marry my cousin. <laughs> I'm going to marry my cousin. cousin like her money? No, you're a baron. She's marrying you for your money. Right. It makes no sense. He does a backflip because he doesn't want to marry the cousin, and then suddenly it's all he wants. It's, it's all he wants. Because then, then the whole point of the movie is is that it becomes this whole thing of like he's going to marry the cousin, but Paul's going to tell her about the monster that he yeah. made, and he's yeah. like. No, I can't have that happening. Whereas if he didn't want to marry the cousin, he'd just be like, yeah, right, fucking tell her, Paul, go ahead. Yeah. I'll kill her too and turn her right. into a monster. But he doesn't want to kill her. And so then with the, after the maid confronts him, she she basically alludes to, well, I'm going to reveal that you're doing sinister things in your laboratory. And he's like, oh, you wouldn't. You have to leave tomorrow. And it's obviously a setup yeah. that he's going to kill her. So sure enough, he leaves the lab. She goes into the lab at nighttime. And then he basically... Frankenstein's unleashed and he locked. Oh, that's right. He, he holds the door against her that's right. and Frankenstein kills her. So, in my mind, yeah, Victor Frankenstein, the Kush killed her. Oh, dog move. He just used Frankenstein, the monster, as a weapon. It's weird, though, because the monster has these moments of like tenderness yeah. and then doesn't. And no. it's never explained how or why. Where the line's drawn. Okay, well, the one thing I'd, <laughs> I generally, I. On recollection, I'm like, that is the most crazy yet awesome plot point is that so the Kush gets pretty 
horny for body parts pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They get their first dead body. You see them take it off the hangsman, hangsman's noose and they bring it back and he's like, oh, look at the stubby fingers of this hand. Oh, I won't be having that on my monster, sir. I'm making an Adonis. I'm making an Adonis. I'm making the greatest man who ever lived. Stubby fingers? Get fucked. Cuts the hands off, goes find some hands from like... These the best artists that ever were. Don't know how he got it, but the Kush is, you know, nothing if not capable. Resourceful. He's a resourceful gentleman. And then, <laughs> then he's talking to Paul, who flip-flops between, this is despicable, I can't stand this, I'm leaving. And then the Kush is like, want to come back up to the lab? He's like, yeah, all right, yeah, I'll come back oh, up to the lab. The amount of times that he's walked out on him and be like, I fucking hate all the things you're doing. Paul, please come to the lab. Okay. All right, up we go. Paul then. is gushing for science, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah, he yeah. can't help himself. But also he's not. Because he's not, he literally goes up there to be like, I just wanted to confirm that you're doing this awful thing that I knew you would do. <laughs> right. Bust with a scalpel. Oh, scalpel. There you go, sir. Yeah. And then the Kush is, the, the guy, uh, Paul basically says, Well, how are you going to find a brain? The Kush does like the basically looking into camera, Oh, I'll get one. <laughs> and then it's just like, Oh, okay. And then sure enough, this genius philanthropist is at his house. He, no, no, no. He invites him to the house. He invites him to dinner. What I like, though, is that it is heavily... I don't know what read you guys got, but when I was watching it, it felt like it was heavily implied that when Cushing delivered that, I'll get the brightest mind I could possibly mm. think of. My gut feel was like, it's going to be Paul. It's going to take Paul's mind. Oh, that would have so actually been great. Yeah, and then he was abruptly cut to a rich guy there. I was like, oh, Okay, cool. Yeah. Paul's like, right. You're the, it's, there's a throwaway line. Because he looked at him when he said, he like looked very dodgy. Yeah, he looked mm. like, I'm going to cut your brain out. Maybe it was a threat, like, if you don't shut up, I'll take your brain. Right. But then you smash cut to that guy being at the house, and literally his cousin's like, you're the finest scholar in, the, in Germany. <laughs> Sorry. You're the finest scholar in Germany, <laughs> where we definitely are. <laughs> Fuck. And so then Kush does the thing <laughs> of leading him up to the banister, and like, oh, just have a look at this painting, uh, good sir. Oh, back up a bit. Back up a bit. And then sure sure enough, he falls over the fucking banister because, of course, he does. Uh, And then, so then he, but this is the part that I love the most is that he, obviously, yes, he collects the brain, rah, rah, rah. Paul confronts him for the 20th time to say, what you're doing is wrong. All right, Paul, we've heard it. You're a broken record, son. And then the reason Frankenstein is Frankenstein, the reason the monster is a bit deranged and unhinged is because in the tussle over the brain, It gets damaged. Yeah. It's a damaged brain, but he's left with no other option, so he sticks it in Frankenstein. So they've literally got a brain that's just been bruised from a tussle, and that's why Frankenstein is the monster he is. Is it bruised from the fall? I think the, it was in a glass no, and no, it the, smashed the, or something the, the like that. The fall was fine. It was the bit in, it was, yeah, it was they, in glass. After the fall, don't they have the funeral and someone's like, it's so nice of the Baron to um, donate <laughs> his own personal cemetery. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's just so many. And you just see Paul being like, hmm. Hmm. When he yes, hears, no, that's generous. Like, he's at the funeral, <laughs> and then he hears the um that line. Yeah. He's like, huh. The way he accuses him too, though, is just like he just leads with his dick when he walks into that fucking chamber. <laughs> yes, that he does. Beard and his powder yeah. and his hair. Yeah, it's just fantastic. It's it's a wild time. It is like Curse of Dracula. Curse of Dracula. No, House of Dracula. House of Dracula. House of Dracula yeah. Reinvents the Dracula story, but there's some like well, there's some corny shit. There's like mm. an interesting narrative going on. Yeah. I don't know what's going on here. No, it feels like they made it up as they went along. It's it like, does. Oh, what, what happens next? And then someone's like, ah, uh, he breaks out and kills a blind man. All right, great. That's going in. Well, no, because that's right. Because the reason Paul comes back is because Paul's on the belief that he's killed the monster. Yeah. And therefore the experiment's over. And then it's his wedding to the cousin and he invites Paul to come back. And Paul's yes. like, oh, I'm glad. 
I'm glad you've put murder. He forgives his friend for murder like that. You know these people are fucking rich. Yeah. Like, he's just like, oh, yeah, you did a murder, but... That problem's solved now. But you stopped like a good boy, so like well done. And Pat like, on the back. What I also love is that both of them are just idiots. So Paul constantly operates under the hypothesis that uh, Victor <laughs> doesn't love reanimating corpses anymore. <laughs> and Victor operates on the hypothesis that maybe this time Paul will be excited about the fact that he's reanimating corpses. <laughs> yeah. Even though neither of them have ever altered their yeah. stance or position no. in this case. Like, Paul, you're going to love this. You, mate, you are going to love this. Oh, I don't know, because uh, although, you know, at this point, maybe you're not... Again? Uh, Does he just want to win the approval of his much younger mentor? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly right. Prove that he can still do it as an older man. Yeah. But then I also... The the other thing that I loved in the third act is... So when Frankenstein is is letting loose and, and murdering at will... Victor Frankenstein turns around to Paul and blames him because he bruised the brain in their yeah. tussle. He's like, well, this is equally as much your monster as mine, sir. You're like, no, mate. He, he tried to stop you. No, and you know what? <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> oh, no, come on. If he had been able to put the eloquent, intelligent brain in, yeah. you never know. We could no, have actually. But it's yeah. still, he's still doing wrong things. He can't. It's like it all went wrong. And he went, well, Paul, it's your fault. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> Because you also know if it had gone right, Victor Frankenstein would have taken all the glory. 100% of the credit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But he deserved it because Paul's a little bitch. <laughs> yeah. Also, we never saw that dog again. No. No, we never saw the dog. This movie was ridiculous. They didn't have the money for it. <laughs> they didn't have the money for the dog. The, the right away. <laughs> the way they animate people too, how they drain water out of the tank. Oh, like, yeah. How long did... Christopher Lee hold his breath for in that tank. Huge. I feel bad. For, this is the second Christopher Lee movie where he gets zero dialogue. He's, Christo- he's Sir Christopher Lee. Yeah, but he's up against Kush, and Christopher Lee was like, he was tall and gangly yeah. and looked scary. Curious right. to watch some more Hammer just to see if Christopher Lee ever gets like a really juicy role. Mm. He must. He must. I mean, he has well, played think, Dracula think, and yeah. the monster. So they're good roles. I, he's but he's like, played Dracula a few times too. I think Dracula became a juicier role. After the first one, because everyone loved it so much. I think you did about 10 of them. Yeah, exactly right. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com ACAST. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. 
So I've got some facts because they're they're awesome and I know you boys are going to love them. So the first one is that although these two guys, the Kush and Christopher Lee, had met a couple of times before, they'd worked on a production of Hamlet and Moulin Rouge, uh, it wasn't until this film that they became buddies. And oh. The facts I have is that they would pass the time between shots exchanging Looney Tune phrases and they'd quickly developed a fast friendship which lasted until Cushing's death. Amazing. Amazing. That is incredible. The idea that they're sitting around there being like, you're going to do some murder? Yeah, what's up, Doug? Oh, fuck yeah. That's my <laughs> favourite. We're going to be buddies. We are buddies. I love Bugs Bunny so fucking much. <laughs> yeah. I feel like one of them turned the other and said, do you want to be best friends? Yeah, I want to be best friends. <laughs> uh, do you think Sylvester's hard done by? I absolutely do. I love Wile E. Coyote. What's your favourite Roadrunner quote? Uh, beep. <laughs> oh, my God. Beep, beep, right to you, back to you, mate. They make me like they would be like what Ian McCallum and Patrick Stewart are now. Yes. Yes. Yeah, great oh, call. It's so That's good. A good call. Yeah. It's just a wholesome friendship. Love it. Yeah. <sighs> yes. Uh, and then the other fact I have is that uh, Rogers, who was a producer on the movie, uh, was talking about how basically for Frankenstein they just knew they needed someone big, as in tall, <laughs> not big movie star. And so they, that's what they put out is they needed someone big to play this role. And in the end, it boiled down to Sir Christopher Lee and this other guy, Bernard Breslau, who was a bit more of a famous actor at that point. So both of their agents were phoned, asking them how much money they wanted. And Breslau's minimum fee was £10 a day, whereas Lee's was 8 And so for the sake of £2, Christopher Lee became an international star. Amazing. That is. That's so great. So good. So this <laughs> was sort so of like wonderful. his big break. I think it this was, hammer yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So this one, I think this one came before Frankenstein. Because he was late to act. Dracula. Uh, Dracula, yeah. yeah. Or maybe not late to, but late on the... He was to too busy fighting in the war. Yeah, that's an... Have you ever heard that story about Lord of the Rings? <laughs> yes. Some of you heard that one? No. Where Peter Jackson's directing him on, like, there's a scene where someone gets stabbed in the back and Peter Jackson's like, no, it's not real enough, and he's trying to describe it. And Christopher Lee turns around and goes, like, what did he, what, what did he say? He, <laughs> he stabbed people when yes. he was a soldier in World War Two. <laughs> And basically correcting him, he's like, well, no, this is the way people react yeah. when they're stabbed in the back. Yeah, Peter Jackson's saying, this is the way someone sounds when they get stabbed. And he goes, no, my dear boy, this is how they sound. Yeah. <laughs> Just that, no, my yeah. dear. Just that gravelly yeah. fucking, yeah. oh, sour man voice. Yeah. Man, the fact that he was in a heavy metal band as well, a death metal really? band. Yeah, he was a guitarist in a death metal yeah, band right, right up until his death scary. too. Yeah. He, yeah, I think he would right generally be a death. scary man. Yeah, he was still recording music until he died. Fuck, that's cool. He's just such a boss. I fucking know. And that's why it does me in that he's in this movie and he literally all he can do is groan and walk around with bad makeup on. Yeah. Oh, the makeup. The makeup is horrific. It's really bad. Makes Victor look like a shitty scientist. (laughs) I wonder then what is the quintessential Christopher Lee film? Dracula? If we go on IMDb, what's his form? Oh, well, no, that that won't. They're going to be Lord of the Rings, aren't they? They're going to be probably. There'll be a hobbit and get part, just get two past them. Let's, go, let's have a look at yeah, uh, Christopher so Lee. While you're doing that, I'll tell you a fact about the makeup as well, which is basically that it was done last minute as it looked like it did. Because uh, previous attempts of using monster makeup on his head failed. And so they literally just did it on the day using like cotton wool and household items. And they just had to do it every day. Yeah. And that's what it, it's exactly what it looked like. It looked awful. Okay. Okay. So, um, oh, I forgot he was in that. So, okay. There. Is this the IMDb 4? IMDb 4. Is there a Hobbit? No Hobbit. How many Lord of the Rings? Two? Two. Uh, Is it Fellowship and Two Towers? Correct. And then is it Dracula? No. Interesting. I don't know. Like Frankenstein? Uh, One of them is from 2002. Oh. And one of them is from 1973. (laughs) And it's not the man with the golden gun. Okay. What's the 73 one? 73 one's the Wicker Man. 
I didn't realise he was in that. Oh, okay. he was the Too main, scared to watch that. He's the main, <laughs> I think he's the main villain from The Wicker Man. Oh, and what's, shit. So 2002, Christopher Lee. Uh, yeah, this is going to you – you're both going to – It's a small role, yeah? Mm, I wouldn't say that. Oh, this is going to blow my mind, isn't it? Uh, what else came out in 2002? Give us another clue about this film because I – It's a franchise. Shit. Oh, I need another clue. It's a huge franchise. Oh, that's – yeah. It's a sequel. It's not a voice role? Nope. He's in it. He's also in the sequel to this. I need one more clue. I can't give you any more. Who's another actor that's in it? Who's another actor that's in it? Yeah. You're going to get it immediately when I give you this actor. You ready? Yeah. Ewan McGregor. Are you kidding? Uh, Ewan McGregor. It's Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, of course. It's Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Oh, my God. Why didn't I guess that? Yeah, I was trying to think of like what actor could I give you to make it hard, and then I couldn't think of any other actors except for the guy who played Django Fett, and I can't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be like, Django Fett. Yeah. I cannot. Oh. Natalie Portman could have said. Yeah, yeah but I think that you would have made it trickier. That. I was going to say Samuel L. Jackson, but I forgot his name. Oh, that <laughs> would have been. What if, what if I had said uh, Ian McDermott? Yeah, no, I would have got Star Wars. You would have got yeah. that one. Would yeah. you have, though? Because he's also, he's also Bill Burr Baggins. Uh. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Isn't Tom. he? Top. Oh, Tom. Fuck. Ian Holm. Oh, oh, I've got my Ian's confused. I've Loch Ness fame. I've picked. I've got my Ian's and I've glued them together. Yeah. Because. <laughs> oh, fuck. Boys, I'm sorry. That's, <laughs> mate, we've all made mistakes. We'll be there. Damon, I couldn't guess a fucking Christopher Lee huge franchise. Massive. Couldn't guess Attack yeah. of the Clones. Oh, <laughs> all right, let's just jump back in. Uh, so, did they did they act foolishly or wisely? I mean. Foolish boys all round. Fuck, they're idiots. Yeah. The smartest person in that movie is no one. Probably yeah. the maid because she knows that she can get some from Kush. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. But they're not smart because she's dead. Actually, the, the cousin's not an idiot because she doesn't know. Yeah, she's ignorant to most of it. Sometimes at the end. But you know what I love? You know what I love the most mm. is that at the very end, we didn't talk about this, Paul shows up to the prison and he's like, Paul, tell them yeah. I made a man. And Paul's like, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> he a crazy you. murderer. <laughs> Fuck you. And then we end with the silhouette of the guillotine. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's a fucking Again, bleak ending. I'm pretty sure. Did Cargill write this too? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go on a limb and just suggest that maybe this movie is not about Frankenstein, but he's a baron and he's rich. Mm. It's just set during the French Revolution. He just got unlucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do they do the same thing, Hammer, with Dracula? Do they set it in Germany? They did, didn't they? They set it in Germany. It's in Germany. Yeah. Austria. Why do they? I wonder why. Because that's where they haven't filmed there. Most of them are sound stages. But I mean, Frankenstein, Victor von Frankenstein. Dracula is so like it's Transylvania. Yeah. Like, why move that? Uh, Maybe because it's Stasia. It's just a bizarre change. Who knows? I mean, so many of their decisions are bizarre. (laughs) Let's let's change the setting of this movie and then do nothing with accents. (laughs) Great idea, old boy. Well done. Yes. This is the weakest of the Hammer films I've seen. I agree, because we've also seen uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon, which is an absolute delight. I that's not a Hammer, though. Oh, that's not a Hammer? No, I think we, we all, we've we made that mistake before. Oh, I it's think a, it's, it's just a universal. universal. Yeah, it's a Universal right. Monsters one. Yeah, I, think I love that movie, though. A lot of the Hammer films ended up under the Universal banner. Yeah, but they never did a Creature Hammer version, I think. No. Did they do a Universal Dracula? All I can think of is the movie Ed Wood, <laughs> no. in which uh, someone plays Bela Lugosi. But is this why why Hammer always did a, a different take on these classics? I think they probably had to. They didn't have the rights, possibly. But I feel wouldn't, like wouldn't Stoker be Stoke public would domain? Be public domain, and so would uh, in fact they all are. Yeah, but um, were, were they in the seventies? Would be the question, or the fifties rather? Probably, possibly not. Well, when was, when was Stoker was like late eighteen hundreds though, wasn't he? Yeah, I don't know Shelley was early copyright than that. law. No, 
None of us are lawyers. Mm. Yeah, everyone just did their own thing because they were like, oh, fuck it. We'll just yeah. be wild. Yeah. Maybe they'll compete they with the other, the other Draculas. They want to do something different. I'll mm. be honest. I prefer it when they go different. Oh, like, I love someone it. was telling me recently there's the, you know, um, the new Dracula show on Netflix. Yeah. That the guys that did yes. Sherlock have done. And I was like, oh, cool. I wonder what. And she started explaining it to me. I'm like, oh, it just sounds like the book. Like, right. Weird that they've, I would have thought they would have adapted it differently, but it just they, seems to they, be the same shit. They do after the first one. Yeah. Oh, isn't, yeah. Isn't, isn't there a reveal in the second episode? Sorry, the sorry second, spoilers, but isn't there a reveal yeah. in the second episode that Van Helsing's daughter is a nun? Uh, yes. He's oh, hiding okay. out. Steady yeah. on, son. I will so, watch. Okay, so, Carney, another thing that you should be very aware of because yeah. you wrote the play on it. Oh, boy. The second episode is basically Voyage of the Demeter. Is it really? It really is. Oh, shit. And I listened to a podcast with the guys who made it and they basically had the same epiphany you did mm. where you're like, hold on, there's a story there that we didn't get told. I want yeah. to tell it. Geniuses. Yeah. Good and on. then the third episode, which I won't spoil. Is Dracula is wh- the killer though in the- Oh, very much so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then the third episode is a real, that's where they really do twist it up and in their classic style. Arguably too far. Kind of Sherlock season four for me, but other people mean, enjoyed it. You mean Sherlock season four where- um, Sherlock's evil sister is a psychic. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, yeah. God. Named after the wind and has the ability to travel through time. Mm. Okay, that's sounds- I never watched the end of Sherlock because hey, I just thought- It's fine cool, because but- Sherlock becomes a superhero. Great. <laughs> All the reviews I've seen of Dracula are, starts really good and then what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the third. So the end of the second episode is they have the twist and the third episode, you see what Almost comes like of Stephen it. Moffat, like shit in the bed. Yeah. <laughs> worth a watch. Worth a watch. There but, are a lot yeah. of creators who are like that though, like who start- like. This happens a lot in comics. You'll read something you're like, great premise, great first issue, mm. great, and then it just like shits itself. Hey, saga. Still good. So, it I mean, is still saga good. Saga is standard. It's on hiatus. <laughs> good. Take the break. Recharge the batteries. Um, Brian, come back. All right, so how would we have handled this situation? Well, <clears throat> all right. Who are we? Are we I'll, like a, a, a version we, of the maid? Are we, we work in the guests? House? Are we like, are we actually... I, I don't think any of us should be victim on. No, Frankenstein. no. We're the, it's, we're the help. I think we're, yeah. his, we're, his, we're his servants right. and we've realised he's up to no good. And we also know that Paul is also rich. Mm. So we'll cover his friend's tracks. Okay. One of us yeah. is a butler. Yep. One of us Tom's, is a cook. Tom's the maid. You've been fucking cush. I'm in fucking cush. Yeah. Cush, I've been getting yeah. some of this. Yeah. Maid, butler, cook. Yeah. Done. All right. And we have a meeting. We're like, guys. It's simple. We poison him. Ooh, to stop him. Oh, that's very Slip good. something into Has he already, He's already made Frankenstein. Yeah, we're yeah. on to it. Or I, I'm the butler. I'm like, guys, I was cleaning upstairs earlier. Uh, there's just a dead body that's no longer a dead body. Yeah. Oh, I've. he talks about it in his sleep after we've been <laughs> yeah. fucking. Which he is, talks about it while we're fucking. It's super weird, but it turns me on. <laughs> I'd be like, I haven't heard any of this down in the kitchen, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> but happy to help in any way. Uh, he has been giving us weird chunks of meat to cook, so I don't know where they've been coming mm, from. Yeah. Some stubby did anyone, notice, did anyone notice those hands? <laughs> <laughs> just kept, he just kept, what about that delivery? I had to go to the delivery from like a, a beautiful architect mm. with the most beautiful hands in the world. They call them finger sausages. <laughs> yeah, he was like, hey, have some finger sausages. And I thought he just had a really bad English accent trying to say Vienna sausages. Or <laughs> so I was like, don't sausages. mind if I do. Anyway, I had a thumb. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so but do we do that? But then do we also go, hey, Paul. We're on your side, bud. We gotta yeah, help. We're, we're, we're gonna, gonna help get you. to Paul. I think, I think Paul, Paul is the ultimate hero of yeah. this film because, I mean, apart from the fact that he relents and goes back on good decisions multiple times, apart from the fact that he forgives his friend for murder, 
<laughs> is he loyal? Is he too loyal? If we come to him, do we need to be a bit subtle in how we approach Paul? But don't forget, he he did go to the prison and say, "I don't know what he's talking about." That was later, though. We do have a. I maid. know, but I think once this once the set stage has been set. Hey, Ooh. oh Paul, yeah, I'll seduce Paul. <laughs> All right, Hello, Paul might be into the cook. Yeah, or the butler. Mm, I've got a vegan mean, sausage for him. Me? Have you seen the way I wear that outfit? Have you seen true. the way I dust? That's true. So provocative. My dusting is all ass. <laughs> it's got the the duster clamped between oh. your butt cheeks. <laughs> I'm just doing some cleaning over here, so <laughs> I don't know why I'm southern either. <laughs> I mean, I mean, my accent's more fucked than everyone else's in this film. Welcome to East Germany. Oh, welcome to East Germany. So my name is Claire Bell. Your your maid is weird, but she is hot. She's hot to try. Um, no, but I think I think appealing to Paul or, is how we get out of this. So we appeal to the cousin. No, nah, she don't believe us. She's she, yeah. There's no way she's gonna trust the help. Yeah. I'm fucking her future husband. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> she's gonna tell Kush, and then Kush's gonna kill us all. Yeah, it's true. Pulls the way in. So obviously, well, we can. I like the idea of poisoning Victor Frankenstein. What do we do about the monster, though? Paul, can we switch Ooh. the power off? Ooh, yeah. Well, is he re- is he already reanimated? He's already point? alive at this point. He's just changed the wall or succeeded. whatever. That's right. He's just like up there teaching him. Yeah. Well, so the way it finished in this film, which is something I loved, actually. The, there was something I loved about this film, which was the tacky, amazing laboratory oh. with bubbling colours everywhere as far as I can see. And then the fact that there was just a vat of acid yep. that Frankenstein inevitably fell into because, of course, he did. Um, so acid, basically. Okay. Is that what we have to do? I think so. We're going to trigger him into acid. Or drop oh. acid. Or drop acid. Or drop acid. Are we better going to the town folk and being like, oh, there's a monster up there? Ooh. We're going old school, old school Frankenstein. We yeah. pitchfork in that pitchfork. shit. I like yeah. that. So we spend a few days making the pitchforks yeah, yeah. in the kitchen yeah. and then we distribute them to the town. I mean, Sean, got to put it out there. Farm town. We don't need to make shit. It's true. They've got all the weapons they need. <laughs> they do. We yeah. get Paul on something like, Paul, you get the cousin out 10 o'clock tomorrow night. That's right. Mm. Okay, Paul. You'll be out of here too. This is happening. No, but then he'll, he'll bitch out on it, won't he? Yeah, I do worry that Paul will. What, what, what will Victor do though? Paul will go to Victor mm. and be like, Victor, this is what's going to happen. You need to stop. And then Victor will kill us all. But now we've already gone into town to rally our troops because yeah. we're not idiots who are like, we'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> we do it immediately. We, we tell Paul as we're heading to the village, we're like, you've got an hour to get out of here, Paul. But he doesn't have an hour. No, he's going to be lied to him. He's got 20 yeah. minutes. <laughs> yeah. He's got two minutes. They're already I, there. That's yeah, the only we're way. already there. Yeah. The, the house is on fire. We're already in the room, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we lit the fire yeah. 10 days ago. <laughs> it's a slow burn. Still <laughs> hits that acid. Oh, oh boy. fuck. Oh, boy. I think we've won. I think that's it. I honestly think that's it. Because Paul's MO is that he'll only actually do the right thing when someone else has already done it for him, basically. The cops arrested Frankenstein and then he's like, all right, I better do the right thing. Here. Yeah, when it's easy. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully Paul? he gets caught in the fire. Paul's a sack of shit. He's yeah. a sack of shit. Just putting it out there. Yeah. Burn him. Just a bad man. Do you want to drop him in acid? Jets. <laughs> All right, how do we kill Paul? I like the acid, yeah. Oh, no, I don't so think we can kill him. He's too fucking young. He's immortal. Yeah. Holy shit, guys. Guys, guys, guys. Victor's not the enemy. Paul? It's immortal Paul. He doesn't want th- a threat is to he? supernatural. Is he Dracula? Is he Dorian Gray? Holy shit. He's pulling the strings. Paul is Dorian Gray. We got to get Frankenstein help us get that painting. Guys, we've got to oh. team it with Frankenstein. We've got to be a Frankenstein crew. As in, not Victor, the monster. We've got to take that brain damage monster and use him for good. Walk in, I walk in, we walk into his cell and we're like, hey, Fra- hey, 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 big Frankie, we've got a job for you. And he's just like, son of a bitch, I'm <laughs> do we, in. Do we need some backup? <laughs> do we need to hop on a um, on a horse carriage, go to Germany, get Dracula? Oh, get the whole just crew like, hey, together. Do you want revenge on the man that fucked you up? 
Do we need to cross the studio lines and grab the creature from the Black Lagoon? Please. Is this a, are we doing a team up? Are doing we a, doing a team doing like up? like Expendables, but, yeah. monsters, <laughs> but monsters against Dorian Gray. Yep. Oh, man. It's a heist. We've got to steal his painting before we can hurt him. We do. Excellent. Oh, this oh my God. Huh? Where is the painting? Well, that's, the, that's the heist part. That's why we need the maid brains. Would know. The maid would know. Sedu- seduction. I'll do seduction. Yep. You're doing like explosives. Maybe I cook him something to make him a bit drowsy, though, yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. more open to seduction. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. And, like, you're the brains. You're in charge. You're All the leader. Right. You're the leader. We've recruited in Frankenstein. Muscle. Yeah. Christian the Black Lagoon. Stealth. Yep. Mm. Dracula. Sex appeal. Disguise. <laughs> he's disguise. a master of disguise. Yeah. Because he makes you think he's somebody else. We need someone for a big entrance. Dracula. Yeah. No one makes a bigger yeah. entrance than Drac. I'll tell you what the creature's good at. Lurking, but like surveillance. He He's there and you Stealth. don't know he's there. That's exactly yeah. it. He can yeah. come up through the toilet. Oh, I'll yeah. tell you what. Guys, this ragtag oh. crew of monsters is pulling off the greatest heist. <laughs> it's the hammer heist. A oh, hammer heist. That's really good. Fuck yes. Oh, fuck. Oh. That's incredible. That is everything. And that's all the scary talk we have for this episode. I've been Damien. I've been Sean. And I've been Tom. If you scary listeners have any comments or want to say hi or want to tell us a movie to watch, uh, you can email us at threescaredboys at gmail.com or find us on Twitter. I'm at me, Pajamas. I'm at Psychic of Dowie. And I'm at Orchid Trade. Stay scared, everyone. <laughs>